This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, as we have been mentioning, the progressive conservatives held their first convention since winning power over the weekend. It included a controversial resolution calling for the party to recognize gender identity as a liberal ideology that should be removed from the sex ed curriculum. Now, what they decided was that this resolution will be debated at next year's convention. It's non-binding, but there has been a backlash. It was spearheaded by Tanya Granick-Allen, the social conservative whom you probably remember from the leadership race. So uh, is this a sign that that part of the party is on the rise again? And uh, basically, what's up with that. We're also going to talk about uh, auto insurance, which we were just talking about. Uh, So with us on this one, we've got Jason Leader, who is a conservative strategist and president at Enterprise, and Stella Ambler, a former member of parliament and a principal at Earnscliffe Strategist. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Uh, Before we get to that controversial resolution, I want to talk about, um, and Stella, you were at the convention, uh, this auto insurance thing. So uh, what was that about, uh, that this resolution 13 was defeated? It said the PC party supports reforming auto insurance to make it more affordable while maintaining benefit levels. What, what, What was that about? Well, first of all, let me apologize for my hoarse voice. You oh. can. This is what happens at conventions when you have a uh, lack of sleep coupled with oh. lots of cheering and uh, um, talking all weekend long. Um, so my apologies for that, Libby. But, um, uh, you know, I think uh, all of the resolutions, uh, including auto sh- uh, insurance, really just sort of um, highlighted the, the real, like the, the passion this weekend for where members were so excited to, you know, kind of celebrate the um, election victory in the first few months of this, of the uh, PC Doug Ford government. Um, And part of the plan, you know, our plan for the people um, and the Doug Ford plan for the people was really, um, uh, you know, it was all kind of a celebration, you know, about uh, the, you know, knowing that the Ontario voters kind of endorsed this plan for the people, um, rejected Liberal and NDP policies that were costing Ontarians just far too much money, just ordinary average people who were, you know, are trying, some of them who are, you know, trying to drive to work and are finding that... Yeah, so why would you defeat a resolution that says, uh, let's make auto insurance more affordable? That's what I'm asking. That resolution was defeated. Yeah, I, I mean, I think part of it has to do with, um, you know, wanting to make sure that the, uh, that the party doesn't bind the hands of the government in terms of how to do it. So, 
Um, I, I mean, I, you know, honestly, that one kind of uh, it, it it confused me too. Like I thought, are are all the libertarians rising up? I'm not really sure where that came from, but I think it would really be what we need to re- uh, remember here is that all of the resolutions were sort of discussion points more than they were not at all binding. This wasn't, um, even though there was a policy portion, it wasn't a policy conference. Uh, And so these are all uh, resolutions that will go to the next conference. Yep. Uh, Yep. Uh, Let's bring in Jason Leader. Hi, Jason. Hey, how are you? Fine. Uh, So what did you make of that? The, the, The party defeating, I mean, auto insurance has been an issue when the conservatives were in opposition. Uh, like, what, what was that about? <laughs> I think a um, couple things on this one. First, the party's already brought forward a bill on the um, on the postal code discrimination, or at least a private member's bill that the government's obviously supporting. So they're obviously doing something. I thought this resolution, to be honest with you, I looked at it and I thought it was a little dumb. Like, the PC party's not actually about, you know, broad-sweeping right, resolutions to say we're going to do something about auto insurance if, if there's no plan. There's no plan at all. So I think Vic's going to, Vic and the uh, Minister of Finance are probably going to do something about it. I've already seen them do something on the postal code stuff, which seems to be one of the biggest complaints out there. So, I mean, we'll see, but let's face it. Like, listen, Ford ran a pretty simple platform, uh, a bunch of tax cuts, and uh, he didn't say a lot about auto insurance during the, uh, during the campaign. And, uh, you know, liberals in the NDP talked a lot about auto insurance, but the liberals on this one, for example, they said they were going to do something on auto insurance for the last three years. They literally did zero. They had an expert panel. Yep, <laughs> you're you know, right. They had an expert panel ready to go, and they didn't do it. And, and uh, honestly, I think they'll do something, but, you know, that that resolution didn't mean anything. It was, it was, you know, apple pie and uh, who cares? You know? oh, yeah. So the resolution didn't mean anything. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's tough for pe- people watching to uh, kind of wrap their heads around that. But so let's move on to the conservative, uh, to the, uh, the, you know, the, the controversial one. And that is the one on gender identity. And yes, sure. I know it's non-binding, uh, basically saying that the whole idea of having a gender en- entity is, is nonsense. Uh, and so what I'm curious about, and I know it's non-binding and all they've decided is to debate it, but Suddenly, uh, we, we see this part of the party that seems to be kind of, uh, you know, driving the bus. Uh, so what I would say, well, what I'll tell you about that is, is what I know, and that is that, you know, in, it's, it's actually a sign of uh, health. And it's very healthy when um, members are encouraged to bring forward all ideas, even the ones that, you know, might not be all that politically correct. And I will say this, too. The focus was definitely in that discussion on um, on the uh, gender identity as part of the curriculum. So I think that, you know, it's one thing to have a discussion about uh, gender identity and adults, and quite another for um, for parents uh, who are talking about how this is taught to their children in schools. And I think, uh, you know, I listened to the debate and I thought that's, that's clearly where the concern was. So, um, so I think, you know, it's all about open discussion. It's about conservatives who, who you know, want to discuss the issues, um, even the ones that, you know, frankly, when they come out uh, on the Toronto, in the Toronto Star, the headlines might not look so great. But, you know, but we really need to have these discussions. And, and it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, 
Doug Ford and the party and all the people who are in charge, they're, they're not going to suppress that. They're going to say, yeah, fine. You want to have that discussion? Let's have it. But I don't think we should be criticized as conservatives for having it. Uh, Jason Leader, what's your take on that? I mean, one of the things I can't help but notice is Tanya Granick allen was a big factor in the leadership race, and having her people go over to Doug Ford probably put him over the top. So there, there seems to be, is, do you see a tension between very uh, dyed-in-the-wool social conservatives and a more modern and inclusive kind of aspect of, of the Conservative Party? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an interesting question, Libby, and a couple things on this as well. Number one, Tanya Granick allen was fired for reviews as a candidate. That's number one. So, you know, it's sort of like, are Tanya Granick allen and Doug Ford close? Nobody hates Doug Ford more than Tanya Granick allen for firing. For oh, reviews, I, I, for I firing. bet. I talked to somebody last week who probably hates him more, but anyway. <laughs> Maybe. But, but anyway, they're not, they're not pals. You know, I lived through this salad as well as an MP in, in Ottawa. I lived through this for, you know, the last... 25 years of conservative politics where, um, listen, there's a social conservative wing of the party. They go to church. They believe it. They come to policy conventions instead of going out and getting bleary-eyed and drunk the night before. They come to a policy debate at 8 a.m. and they try and jam some of this stuff through. And until cooler heads prevail... When the campaign <laughs> or get up. Together, some, do both. some do both. Let's, let's point that out. <laughs> gets together. Um, you know, that, that this has happened. Listen, I, I lived through 10 years of people saying Stephen Harper was going to ban gay marriage and he was going to bring back some abortion law and he was going to do this and he was going to do that. The party doesn't do these things. It's a moderate party. But there is a wing of the party, just like in every party, they are more extreme. They have more extreme views. It happens. Uh, we welcome the debate. And when it's necessary, it gets shut down. It got shut down this morning. I think you saw a senior minister come out and say, this is not going to be, this is not going to be government policy. And I know this is not going to be a policy of a party that I'm a member of either. So I get the fear-mongering. Listen, I get it. I'm not dumb. But I've lived through my whole political life of this, where everyone's like, oh, Stephen Harper's going to ban abortion. Stephen Harper was prime minister for 10 years, and he didn't do a thing because he didn't want to do it, and he had no interest in it. And that's the same thing with Doug Ford. Okay, so uh, you just, is, is it a matter of keeping this portion of the party happy? Why? Well, I, I don't care I if they're happy or unhappy. It keeps them happy when they're allowed to speak. Sorry, Jason. It's, yeah, it go speaks, ahead. It, they're happy when they're allowed to speak. And frankly, our party, unlike other parties, does welcome different views on everything. Um, and I saw that, you know, I saw that at the convention as well. There was um, an energy in the room, not just, you know, for the policy resolutions, but for the, uh, um, you know, just in general, lots of young people, people, people of all ages, actually, um, but more young people, I think, than you might expect at a conservative convention. Diversity, um, diversity in every way, age, uh, uh, skin color, views, and these are the kinds of things that our party has always succeeded, um, especially provincially, in, in keeping everyone in uh, in the party uh, because they are allowed to express their views. And then it comes down to a vote, and sometimes one side wins, and sometimes another side wins. Uh, but you know, but to say that you can't view, express your opinion that you know gender identity shouldn't be taught uh, at a young age in school or shouldn't be part of the curriculum—that's uh, not what our party is about. I don't think Doug, Doug Ford knows um, that. Uh, that there are different views within the party, and he's willing to accept them all and allow them all to be expressed. And I, I think that's 
ultimately um, a lot healthier for a party than trying to suppress. Okay, um, and uh, just to wrap up, uh, Jason, very quickly, any feeling about the the, the PCs have had a rough patch, uh, you know, all of that sexual misconduct stuff, uh, three people resigning, including Jim Wilson. Is there any, cons- you know, where are you at with that? Yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, it would be uh, disingenuous to suggest that those were good news days. They were bad news days. And uh, losing Mr. Wilson was a bit of a blow to the government, for sure. I thought Mr. Ford gave a great performance on the weekend. I thought his speaking is, uh, his speaking styles improved. I thought his team was organized. Uh, and for the most part, the, they got a clear message coming out of the out of the. Uh, out of the out of the um, out of the convention, which I think was an improvement. Listen, every government's going to have rocky patches, as you point out. They had a rocky patch. You know, the last uh, two or three weeks before the convention were a rocky patch. I think they're hoping to turn the page. I thought Ford did a good job of that on the weekend. But yeah, you listen. You don't want those days to happen. And uh, how you deal with adversity, though, is I think how judge governments are judged because every government has its rough patches for sure. You know, I think when um, when the when the Toronto Star uh, says that you. Um uh, that that Doug Ford dealt with that well um, and extremely well. In fact, uh, I I think that that says a lot. In other words, you know he um, he dealt with it quickly and swiftly, and um, and and I think I can, I see him moving on as well. And when you see you know almost two thousand people, passionate conservatives gathered in one place on a weekend um, and talking about issues that are important to them. I think that says a lot, and I think you're. I think Jason is right on the money as well there when he says that, you know, Doug Ford dealt with it well, um, and then this convention was sort of a, a kind of a good way to show that, you know, that well, you know, we have we we had a rough patch, but you know we're. We're still on track. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, that is all the time we have. We are way out of time. Thank you so much, Stella Ambler and Jason Leader. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.